I'm like holding at the edge of my tongue the words that like everybody's going to say tonight at midnight. And I just don't want to say it yet. I want to keep us still here in 2023 for, for a moment. But um, I hope everybody had a great Christmas. Hope you had a great week in between. Uh, ours was beautiful on Sunday as we got together with my in-laws and had a really good time. And then Christmas Day was pretty much our family. It was pretty low-key, pretty mellow. But my son started sneezing and sniffling. And so we gave him a COVID test. And lo and behold, my son had COVID this week. And honestly, we were like, all the plans we had for the week just went out the door. And here we are stuck, like inside the four walls of our house, play dates canceled, day trip to the coast canceled, like all this stuff, right? And I had this flashback of like, it's 2020, oh God, get me out of here. And it literally just felt like so, ah! And I couldn't wait to jump ahead to 2024. And all of a sudden we realized, we can't just do that. Like, you know, we've got to walk through this day by day, go through the, the paces of it. Everybody taking tests every day. He tested negative the last two days, so I'm here. We're okay. They're in kids. They're messed up, if you're concerned. But we just, you know, had to go through all the paces and all the steps and just go, you know, like, we, this is, we got to be present here. We can't just jump ahead and pretend like this didn't exist. And I think as we, as a staff team and as a teaching team, have been talking about what we want to accomplish, in a sense, today on our last Sunday together, um, really the heart is that we do, we take time today on this last Sunday uh, of the year of 2023 uh, to be intentional with our time in the space that we have together uh, this morning. So today's going to be a little bit different. I'm going to teach for a, a short period of time, and then we're actually going to kind of engage in a communal practice today. So just in your head, think this might be a little different in, in a little bit here, um, but I'll give you some parameters around it. Um, but we wanted to engage in something that we felt would be meaningful to help us think about, again, how are we transitioning from 2023 into 2024 in the grace and freedom of Jesus, and in particular around the idea or the, the truth of, of forgiveness. You know, we, did, we sang about it this morning, and, and for the last month, really, what we've been talking about uh, through the season of Advent and then even the celebration of Christmas is the reality that God the Father sent His Son into the world to bridge the gap or the felt separation that existed between God and humanity. And even in entering into the world as a human, what Christ did as well is, is to bridge the gap that exists between humanity and humanity. That that's a key part of his, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension is this restoration and bridging the gap again between God and humanity and between humanity and humanity. That what Christ came to do was to create a new humanity and create a new kingdom and to introduce reconciliation in place of alienation, to bring healing in place of woundedness, to bring wholeness in place of brokenness. And it's really God's love and God's forgiveness that is the crux or the key to all these elements of, of restoration that we talk about, that we desire, that are part of the kingdom. And so this morning, I want to teach real quickly, just looking at a portion of scripture um, if you've if been following Jesus or you're familiar with, with the text at all, um, we're going to be looking real quickly at a couple verses in Matthew. And this is Matthew uh, chapter five, or excuse me, chapter 6, uh, right in the middle of what's called the Sermon on the Mount. And right in the middle of it, Jesus' disciples asked him how they should pray. And in the middle of teaching them about how to pray, really, and in the Sermon on the Mount, he's teaching them about life in the new kingdom and what the, the new humanity would look like as they follow Jesus through his love and forgiveness. And in the middle of the prayer and right after it, there's a key part about forgiveness. And that's what I want to talk about this morning with you. So we're going to read this real quick. The disciples say to Jesus, and as he's in the middle of teaching them about the new life and the way of the kingdom, 
uh, they ask him, Lord, then teach us how to pray. And so he says this in, in verse 9, starting in Matthew chapter 6. He says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so in that, pause for a second before we go to the next verses. In that, you see that Jesus is talking about the reality of this, this new humanity, this new kingdom, that there is a, there's, there's, there's a good father who's, who's Lord over it all. And he's invited us into this relationship as his kids. We get to call him our father who is in, who is in heaven. And he speaks of this father who's in heaven. He speaks of this kingdom, this relationship that we have. There's a will and there's a purpose that this father has for life on earth and this new humanity that Christ has come to give. That he's a, he's a good provider, that, that, that God is a really good provider and he provides the daily bread that we need. And also that he's prov provided this, this way of, of forgiveness, this way of, of debts to be forgiven. And also that there's a forgiveness that's to happen this way and this way. And then lead us not into temptation, lead us not into continuing to live in the way of, of sin, but deliver us from evil, deliver us from the ways of the enemy and, and allow us to live this new humanity and life in this new kingdom. And then out of all those things that Jesus says in that prayer, he then expounds on one particular part of it. And that's what comes in verses 14 and 15 that says this, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I'm going to let you read that and just think about that for a second. Pretty interesting statement, isn't it? So here's a question for you. Is Jesus saying there that unforgiveness could cost you your salvation? Is that what that's saying? No, it's not. But what Jesus is saying is that God doesn't condemn us for unforgiveness, but because God doesn't condemn us for anything when we're in Christ, but when we sit in unforgiveness, there are direct consequences. Meaning there's a disconnect and a disruption in fellowship that happens between God and us and between us and us when we sit in a place of unforgiveness. Paul writes this differently in Colossians. I don't have the verse for you, but he writes in Colossians and he talks about the fact that we are to forgive as Christ has so forgiven us. In fact, that, that's what we sang about this morning, right? Is that I am one who's been forgiven much, therefore I'm one who, who loves much. And you can look at a lot of different places in the Gospels where Jesus actually expounds on this and teaches about this. You can think of his interaction actually with, with Peter where Peter comes and says, hey, how many times do I forgive, right? And he's, is, is it seven times? And he's thinking like he's talking about like this amazing, this extent. And Jesus says, no, no, like, but, but seven times, seven times. Seven thousand times. And he just, he like in this hyperbole, what he's saying is that forgiveness really is the crux of the expression of God's love to us. And it is the key that unlocks life in the kingdom. It is the key to engaging in the realities of everything that Jesus came to give us in terms of, again, replacing reconciliation with alienation, healing with woundedness with healing, and brokenness with wholeness. Forgiveness is the pathway to being restored in relationship with God and with one another. And so this morning, as we have been thinking about and praying about as a team, how do we want to transition and move together as a community from 2023 into 2024, this morning, 
we created a space where we're going to actually engage in practice. What does it look like to ask for forgiveness and to extend forgiveness or to create space to say, hey, I'd love to continue to have a conversation about this with you. The heart being that as we move from 23 to 24, we don't just look at 23 and say, ah, screw it all. Let's go ahead. But to go, what do we need to learn from this? What do we take from this that actually moves us forward? in the grace and in the freedom because we acknowledge the things that have happened and move forward in, in grace and move forward in grace as well. One of the things that kind of formed this thought was there's an author named Lauren Winner and uh, Vicki had been reading a couple of her books and so we were dialoguing and talking about some stuff. And, and Lauren Winner, if you're not familiar with her, um, she was born Jewish, but um, in her conversion from Judaism to Christianity, she writes and she talks about how Actually, in a lot of the different Jewish practices, she sees a greater richness and depth uh, in, in, in Jesus and in the kingdom of God. And one of the things that she shares about in one of her books is this practice that often the Jewish community will do uh, in their synagogues towards the end of the year. And they may be doing it right around this time of year. Maybe, maybe they did it this weekend. Um, but they'll, get, they'll, they'll do this practice of just engaging in community belonging or community, communal ownership. And what they'll do is they'll stand up within their synagogue, within their community, and they'll form these two circles. And within the circles, they'll, they'll look at one another and they'll extend uh, a request for forgiveness and then an offering of forgiveness. And it allows them, to, again, to, to remember that they belong to one another because they belong to God. That, that God is the Father. He's the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God who's full of steadfast love and mercy and quick to forgive. And he's the God who is one, which are two of the key statements that, that the Hebrew people will, will say over and over again. And it's this declaration, this acknowledgement that there's one God, and because of what he's done for us, and we, we would say because of what he's done for us in Christ, we are one people and we all belong to another. And so there's this way in which they, they, they acknowledge we, we own one another, or we have, we have communal ownership of one another. Does that make sense? We, we belong to one another because together we belong to God. And so they go through and they extend this practice of, of forgiveness to one another. And so this morning, Missy, we're, we're actually going to do something similar. Our, our space doesn't allow us to, to get in the circles, but um, what we've envisioned is that we have this, this aisle here in the middle. And we want to practice together this morning the, the discipline of asking for forgiveness, not necessarily confession, but asking for forgiveness and then extending forgiveness to one another. Now, the way we've envisioned this and what, what our heart is to say why we're doing this is that we, we can talk a lot about a lot of different things of the kingdom, but actually what we've celebrated again in Christmas is the reality that Christ came to embody the realities of the kingdom. And we believe that discipleship, and disciple really is a learner, and a learner is someone who then practices as well. Discipleship is about learning and it's about practicing, and it's actually discipleship in the kingdom is about embodied practices of truth. That's what the incarnation is all about, the embodied truth come to be with us, present, so that we experience it in a tangible, physical manner. And so this morning, we want to give ourselves space to, to practice, uh, again, what it looks like to, to think about moving from one season to a new season with kind of a, the sense of the grace and the freedom of, of forgiveness, extending it to one another and receiving it from one another in community. And so I'm going to give us just a couple kind of parameters, if you will, so that we can hold this, this sacred space together. Um, the first one would be this. I want to invite you to take courage and to be uncomfortable this morning. Okay? I'm going to invite you to be courageous and to be willing to be uncomfortable. 
Because I think that being uncomfortable, again, is actually part of our discipleship. It's part of learning. And actually, it's in the places where we allow ourselves to be a little bit uncomfortable um, and need courage is actually where some of the, the deepest learning and some of the deepest growth can take place. So that, that's number one, is an invitation to, to take courage and be willing to be uncomfortable this morning for about 15, 20 minutes as we do this. The other thing is, is a, not a warning, but just a reality that there might be real emotions that, that kind of come up as, as we do this, as you interact with someone and you ask for forgiveness and they extend you forgiveness. There might, might be real emotions and real thoughts that come up, and there might be honest conversations that need to be had. But in order for this practice to kind of stay within this holy moment and this holy boundaries, what I'd encourage you to do is, is not to say anything beyond what you're going to be instructed. We've, we've created some real clear instructions that we'll give you, and we'll invite you to engage in that uh, for the safety of, of the space and of the time. Um, and we encourage you to stay within kind of the boundaries of that, if that makes sense. The, other, the last thing I'll say is permission. You have permission to engage in this as wholly as, as you want to um, and as you, as you feel able. Uh, some of you, if you're guests in the room, you might not know many people in this room at all, um, or you might not know anybody. And so for you, the thought of going, I'm going to extend or I'm going I'm to ask someone in this room to extend forgiveness to me, I, I don't even know them. There's no way I've done anything to them. Or you're asking me to extend forgiveness to someone who's going to ask for forgiveness, and I don't know them. But again, this is the bigger concept of the reality that if God is creator of all and Lord of all, we actually belong to one another. And there's, there's a communal engagement that happens. And so things actually I've done in this world do impact and do affect others. And it's the, the principle of, of God's love and God's grace being the thing that needs to heal and redeem all of humanity, even when it's outside of the common bubbles that we know. And so here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to share with you that the statements that, that, that we're inviting us to say this morning as a practice of engaging in extending forgiveness and asking forgiveness. And then we're going to give you about two, three minutes to kind of sit and consider uh, with the Lord. Are there areas where I need or people I need to ask for forgiveness of or extend forgiveness of? And then we're going to engage in this practice together. And I'll explain that in a second. But here's, here's the questions that, that we're going to be, or the statements that we're going to be extending to one another this morning. And you'll have these on a card, and you'll also have them on a screen so that you know how to interact with this. But here, here's, here's what we believe the, the practice is based upon the words, the words of Christ here this morning and also, again, this, this principle of, of communal belonging. We're going to be asking one another, would you please forgive me for the things that I have said and done, either intentionally or unintentionally, to sin against you? And the person then to whom you say this to will respond, I forgive you as Christ has forgiven me, or I desire to, can we have a conversation later? And as you are engaging with one another, you're going to say this both, both directions, back and forth. And again, the encouragement is to, is to not go into anything now within in this space, but this is for our practice. This is for our learning and for our growth this morning together within the safety of community. And then to allow us to consider after this, are there people, are there places, conversations that I need to have? As I think about, again, moving from one year into a new year, are there conversations that I need to have? Are there intentional uh, places that I need to go and pursue relationship and reconciliation for the sake of moving into a new year in the grace and freedom of Jesus? Okay? You guys with me? Yeah? Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Um, 
we're going to give ourselves a couple minutes to reflect on two questions that are going to pop up on the screen. After that, um, and there'll be a little timer, you'll see it down in the corner. After that timer goes off, and after we have those, those two to three minutes to reflect, uh, Joel and Vicky are going to come up, and they're going to start a line. Um, actually, I'll let, they're in the back, so I'll let them start the line in the back. And, and they're going to they're face one another. And then what I'm going to invite all of us to do, who, who feel courageous enough to engage in this this morning, um, is to line up next to them, kind of shoulder to shoulder, and just we're going to fill this, this center aisle. And so what we're going to do is create basically two lines where you're facing someone in front of you. And what's going to happen for about 15, 20 minutes is we're going to practice this act of asking for forgiveness and extending forgiveness or an invitation to intentional conversation with someone for the sake of, again, living into the love and the freedom and the grace of Jesus. In hopes that in here, even through the practice, there's something that happens by the embodiment of the reality of the gospel, but also that, that sends us out of here as people who are going to live with courage in the new year to extend the love and the truth of Jesus into the world. Okay? And we'll give you little cards that have these words on it. They'll also be on the screen. But again, the invitation is to engage with what's on there, allow it to be um, the Spirit to work, but also then to move you beyond this space. Okay? So um, let's go ahead and put the, the reflection questions on for, for the two to three minutes, and then um, we can start our, our time together. 